Welcome back to Art of the Float, where float setters thrive. We're back in 2021. It's good to be back. My gosh, it is so good to see your guys' faces. We'll introduce everybody in just a second. My goodness, it is so good to be back and uh, seeing your guys' faces. I'm so excited to be recording again. So much has transpired. Um, you know, maybe nationally, maybe worldwide, and uh, things impacting our our float businesses. So. We wanted to do an episode where we basically just caught you up on what's been going on with us uh, because we do have some stories to tell, but we decided to hold that back until our next recording and today talk about PPP because there's another round of PPP going on and it's just pertinent information. It's important. It's so um, important for our businesses. We at the float shop did round one and we'll definitely be doing round two. Did I introduce myself? I'm a little rusty. This is Dylan. I own the float shop in Portland, Oregon. And we did round one. We'll totally do round two. And I am Gloria with Float 60. And we are taking advantage of the PPP again for sure. And uh, we'll also be looking at uh, the remaining grant money for the other locations. My other locations. I'll elaborate later. And this is Drew from New Hampshire Float. Happy New Year, everybody. I also did get some PPP money the first time, and I just applied today. My bank, um, luckily, I found out they released their uh, application online a day early. It was scheduled for tomorrow. So I had a good relationship with my bank. They gave me the heads up. I filled it out immediately. And if what I just did is legit, I'm very excited. We'll see. <laughs> and I'm Kim Hannon. I own Suki No Float Center in Salt Cape with my husband in Southern Indiana. Um, we got a small amount of PPP in round one, and I don't think we're applying for anything in round two. I don't know that we're eligible, but um, I'm curious to learn a little bit more and see if maybe I'm wrong about that. So. Get that money, Kim. Get that money. I'm done with PPP. Yeah, you yeah. know me. <laughs> nice. I was just dying to sing that. You're all welcome. I'm glad you didn't Wait. hold back, Gloria. Uh, let's hear, before we get started, Helmbot, formerly known as Float Helm, is always coming out with updates. Gloria, I know this impacts you. Yes, they just released the ability to send a waiver link in the appointment reminders, which is cool, but we've always done the SMS and the email reminders that you just push out. Mm -hmm. What's really cool that we've been doing since COVID is they have the ability to add a second waiver. You know, you put in the COVID language and you can have it reset every 14 days. So if you have recurring people, recurring members coming in or whatnot, you're checking in with them, which I thought was right. a really cool uh, piece of functionality. So we've been doing that since the beginning of COVID. Thank you, Helmbot. <laughs> way to do that. Good for you. And thanks to Helmbot for doing that and taking care of us during COVID, make sure, making sure that we're covering all our bases. It seems like that's kind of what they do. They're always doing these, these little things to incrementally improve the software. And sometimes those incremental things make a really big difference in our business. So uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've mentioned it a hundred thousand times, but in case this is your first time listening to the show, you can always schedule a free tour with these guys. It's a, in my mind, just a complete no brainer. This was built from the ground up for float centers. So you can do all the, um, your clients can do their scheduling. You can do your employee scheduling, log booking, everything. We used to have all these different pieces of software we're using. Now we just use Helmbot because it works everything into one and it's all integrated, integrated with each other. So it works out great. Helmbot.com is where you want to go. Schedule a tour. Make sure it's a good fit for you. There's no reason not to. 
Okay, so now I think I'm just going to say, Gloria, tell us about PPP. And I'm, I'm just going to turn off my microphone because I'm pretty sure this is Gloria's <laughs> episode. Well, and you guys, please jump in. But yeah, I've been doing a lot of research, um, just kind of anticipating what's coming out with this new stimulus package. And, you know, most people know about the PPP 2.0, right? They're uh, being informed by their banks. All the banks are vying for everybody's businesses. You've probably get, been getting a lot of solicitations, but... Um, that's coming out. Some I think some banks have rolled it out. Drew said that your bank's already taken your application. Um, mine has not yet. So they have uh, basically an interest form that says, yeah, you can reapply. And Kim, I believe you are eligible just as you were eligible the last time around, only if you can prove that one of the last uh, three quarters took a 30% loss compared to 2019. Um, so if that's not the case for you, you might not be eligible. So you might be one of those lucky ones that have been even, you know, even or, you know, because I know you were just opening the year before. So mm -hmm. you're in a kind of a unique situation. But here's something else. Second part to the PPP, first criteria is you have to show that revenue loss, right? The other one is if you're in an area that is underserved, you know, there's another criteria related to that. The big thing that I haven't heard a lot of people talk about, there's two things. One is if you were only eligible for like one or 2000 in the grant or an EIDL grant, remember there was this big scandal about it being $10,000 in the beginning right. and they kind of promised that and there was like threat of class action lawsuits and whatnot. So what they're saying now, you guys, is if you didn't get the 10K, they're going to reopen up the EIDL grant process for you to apply for a completely forgivable, a grant is forgivable, right? It's not a loan, a completely free catch-up. So let's say you got $2,000 in the EIDL grant process. You can apply and perhaps get the $8,000 to make it ten to make you whole. So that's what I've heard is going on so that should apply to so many people in our industry everyone needs to look into that nice Gloria great tip Kim does that apply mm -hmm. to you you know I was just I pulled up my numbers really quick and I was looking and we had we ended up the year up um, year over year but rolling there were four months that were losses and if I add any three of them my average loss was like 21% so if I can jump in there for a second, Kim, I actually asked this question to my bank. If it was any three months or if it was a quarterly basis based off of months one through three, four through, right? Mm -hmm. And it is, it has to be specifically January, February, February, March, it's April, May, or June. Like it's mm -hmm. months one, two, and three. Yeah, it's quarter calendar in that. So... Yeah, I was very close because I did well January, February, then March, not so much, then April, not so like if I could have done um, March, April, May, mm -hmm. I would have had a, like a really big loss, but yeah, I couldn't I do it that way. You should apply no matter what, right? Uh, they're going to yeah, tell yeah. you. Right. They're going right, to tell right. you. And that's for PPP, not for the EIDL right. grant. Right. Yeah. So... I mean, this was something that was, you know, very surprising to me. So I have four businesses, actually five businesses, but I only got the 
$10,000 for one, because that's where I run all my employees through. So remember that grant for EIDL is based on your number of employees. Remember, mm -hmm. you got to think back. I know it's been a long time, but when you applied for that, when you applied for that EIDL and you checked the box mm -hmm. that said, I want the advanced grant, it was based on the number of employees you reported. And so if you had four FTEs and you put in four, you probably got to check for 4K. What they're saying now is because of this, you know, kind of misinterpretation of the communication on how that was laid out, you should reapply and you should be able to get the difference between what you got in 10. That's, that's the way I understand it. All right. More information coming on that, but okay. that's cool. And that should affect everyone in our industry, right? So many people didn't get, so many people don't have right. 10 employees. Let's face it. Right. right. So. Even if it's $2,000, you guys, you got to go through the work, get your paperwork prepared, and be ready to, to go after that. Yeah, I, I don't think that applies to us because I think we did get the $10,000, okay. as I recall. Um, what can you tell us about the new round two of PPP? Are there any differences this time? Is it the same? I believe it is the same for the most part. Um, I, I already kind of described what the criteria was to get it. But I think it is an expedited application, um, streamlined uh, forgiveness application, too, for round one. This is another thing I learned. If you were one of the efficient people who applied for your PPP forgiveness earlier than the second round where they change mm. things, mm -hmm. true. you're I probably going to have a true up, mm. right? Because another big change is that the first time with the EIDL and the PPP, they're, they're connected, right? If you got PPP or a grant, the grant money you got was supposed to be subtracted from the forgivable amount in PPP. So they have now said, nope, that's not the case. You're going to get to keep that. So again, just an illustration because it's very you know confusing and hard to track. If you'd got 100 grand in PPP and you got a $10,000 grant, you can only have $90,000 forgiven. You'd have to pay back the 10,000 in PPP because you've it kind of be like double dipping. But what they're saying right, now is right. that's not the case. Wow. If you'll get it all forgiven and you don't have to pay that back. And there's also tax advantages too. Hmm. Originally that was going to be counted as revenue and now it's not. Can I so, just say good? Like, I'm like, wow, they're treating us so well. It's like, no, wait, at base minimum, this sounds fair to me. It wasn't. Yeah, there's a lot of good things. Before. I mean, fair, sure. what is fair, but this sounds like what it should be. Um, and that's exciting. That is exciting. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, again, everybody who's listening, this is <laughs> my research. I am not a tax professional. I am not a banker. I am not a SBA loan expert, but... I'm living and breathing, you know, with four like mm -hmm. brick and mortar businesses mm -hmm. and one uh, non brick and mortar business. And I'm doing the best I can to keep up, but don't hold me to any of this information. It's just kind of what I'm deducing so far. Uh, man, you were so helpful last time. Um, you, somehow you keep your finger on the pulse of what's going on. And uh, yeah, I guess we should put that warning out there that, you know, all this is subject to change. This is yeah. not quite hearsay and conjecture, but it's the research of something yeah. that's not even like finalized yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't read anything like I, I try not to read articles. I am like on Reddit all the time for this kind of stuff. So yeah. that's a good resource. And Can which, I? Oh, go ahead. 
what, which Reddit groups are you in to find this out? There's, there's one that's SBA. I think it's just SBA yeah. slash SBA. Um, small business. Cool. There, there's a, there, there's a couple. Uh, yeah, those are, those are the main two. Perfect. <laughs> I imagine another, that's where the, the content is going. Now, this is another huge thing, you guys. Okay. Mm. And I don't think a lot of people know about this. So for those of you that have SBA loans already, I'm not talking about the EIDL loans that you got because of COVID. I'm talking about, did you go through the, the hell of getting an SBA loan to open your business and have a 7A or a 504? The amazing thing that they did uh, during COVID is the SBA automatically applied payments to your loan from like April through six months. Okay. So whenever you're started, you got six months of payments made. All right. So for me, I have four locations, two SBA loans. I had two loans just taken care of, which is significant. So a lot of people don't realize that if they don't have loans, that that was a program. Okay. You look like you're going to ask a question. Uh, yeah, you, the, the listeners to... can't see your face, but I can. Right. Um, you know, my dad owns a bar and he was telling me about this and I was just like, who are you and why, how are you getting your, your business taken care of? And I, I didn't have this. I'm just, I guess I'm a little confused, but I guess we didn't take out a loan. I, I don't know. Yeah. It was only for SBA backed loans. Yeah. So that right? wasn't right, so, right. Okay. Yeah. And it was automatic. You didn't have to apply for it. Like basically your payments, you know, when you have an SBA loan, your payments come out of your operating account automatically. Usually, It's a okay. monthly thing. You don't have to send in a check. So they just stopped so they, the payments and said... They stopped the withdrawals and the SBA paid the bank, right? Because remember, the banks are providing the money and the SBA backs those, those loans. That's how that works. So yeah, six months of payments were made and it was such a significant thing. And when those... Payments started back up after the six months went up. This was, you know, September, October. That started really putting a strain. So mm. with the new legislation, I believe they're going to add an additional two months of debt relief is what they call that. But here's the other thing Jeez. that I heard. But wait, this is huge, you guys. More. This is huge. <laughs> if you are thinking about starting a business or if you're thinking about buying a business, like a float center, and there's a lot of them for sale, kids, that's for sure. Okay. Somebody could theoretically, again, this is my interpretation, not validated for sure. My interpretation is you can get an SBA loan now, and those eight months of payments that they started last year and are now continuing with two additional months will apply to you. So let's say you want to buy... Dylan's dad's bar down the street for a hundred grand and the payments are, you know, five grand a month. I'm just using silly math right now. That's $40,000 that would be paid for by the SBA. That's wild. That is a massive number. That's yeah. great. So for those of you that have float centers for sale or you're thinking about building one or in the process of, you've already started SBA talk to your SBA bank right now and find out if you can get that debt relief. Trip that's, that's huge. And what does that do? That kind of stimulates P 
people to, you know, not be so gun shy to start a business right now. Right. It's a great incentive. So yeah, and, and let me is, breathe for a minute. Like I think about people starting a float center right now and I'm just like, oh my God, like what a tough time. Uh, let's see, we opened in 2011, which was during a recession, but that is nothing compared to what's going on right now. You know, like I had, I had pride in that. The people who are opening now, oof, you've got some heavy lifting to do, but man, that just takes the edge off there. That's real nice. Well, a little bit more time to ramp up. I could be wrong on this and I'm going to find this out um, from my bank. You can also get an SBA. It might only be the, the 7As or the 504s. And the 504s are like joint programs with community development. Usually, I think you have to have a real estate transaction for a 504. Okay. But you can get SBA loans for working capital. So let's say you need to remodel your float center. Or yeah. You need to buy new tanks. Like I'm, I'm at the point where I'm going to need to buy some new tanks. Maybe I'll get a working capital loan that's, that's small, right? Uh-huh. If you get a small loan and eight months of it's going to be paid, it might be worth the investment right now. And I'm sorry, so I'm just trying to track along with you. It, that, obviously, that wouldn't be retroactive because it's a new loan, but they're still guaranteeing eight months worth of coverage. That's okay. how I understand it. Mm, okay. That's, that's this is what, germane to me. Okay, great. This is, and I encourage you to go to your bank, find out which bank you know, does the most SBA loans in your area and go to your bank and find out if what I'm saying is true. Okay. <laughs> Please. And let me know. Yeah. <laughs> Gloria, they think Trust you're crazy. Me. You just misled the, but that's my interpretation. Like yeah. they're trying to stimulate, right? Mm-hmm. Stimulate business. Yeah. It, it makes sense conceptually for sure. So I told my husband about it because he's looking into, he's, he's actually in the process of building a new baseball facility. And so, you know, this is something that, you know, we're definitely taking a look at. So sorry, I know that was a lot of information. It's great information. I love it. Thank you. Um, Drew, you've actually applied. How complicated was it? Um, Yeah. So today I actually did apply for my second round. The bank that I used is the same bank I used for the first one. I, just through dealing with them, have moved and transitioned all of my banking to them. And I've really started having a one of those local relationships with that bank. Um, and also, it turns out that the girl who does my social media is actually the marketing director for this bank. So she was texting, I shouldn't know, I don't know if I should say this, but she was texting me as she was putting together how it was all going to be rolled out. So I knew immediately when I could go and click on it. I had to have been one of the first people. So I knew when it was going to be coming. I was ready. And when I logged in, um, you know, I entered my tax ID number, my birth date, and something else. It was pre-populated with a lot of information from my first PPP loan. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So I changed um, the revenue because I took it to mean my 2020 revenue. So that was a decrease. Um, And the big thing, and this is how they are actually awarding the money, according to what I understand. Um, You have to um, do a year's worth of your payroll and the average per month, you get 2.5x that yeah. average. If you're a restaurant, you get 3.5x, but um, you get 2.5x that average of your 
um, monthly payroll. Okay. And yeah. hmm. what's up? Sorry, go ahead. No, I, it, Drew. I I thought that you were still to use the 2019 numbers. So there's more. So okay. the um, part of the qualification was for. Um, you know, you had to pick a quarter and it actually had a drop down box that you could pick quarter one, quarter two. And it, it had you put in the information for 2020 and then the comparable time period for 2019. And so um, that's where 2019 came in. But it was asking it's taking all of your 2020 numbers in comparison to your 2019 numbers. And if you have a quarter that was 25% loss of revenue or more, that part of it would allow you to be eligible, but it is being based off of your payroll. Right. So if you got rid of all your employees and you're just paying yourself, you would get yourself's salary, for example. So that's where I think I need clarification because it makes it doesn't make sense to me that they would do it based on your 2020 payroll because so many people had to close, We're right? Still closed. So, like, the whole reason why PPP exists is that they are trying to stimulate you to hire people back and blah blah blah. So, if you closed, you know, that's really penalizing you, or you, you know, reduced your number of employees. I thought that you were supposed to use the 2019 benchmark again, just as you did in 2020. So I'm going to look into that. That's a really great call out, Drew. Yeah. It, yeah. So that's a good question. Actually, I'm going to follow up with my bank tomorrow about you that. You should, because if it's based, if it's, it's, I would imagine it's a lot different, right? Like for me, it'll be drastically different yeah. and I'm, expecting that I should get the same because again, the PPP isn't just designed for payroll. You know, a percentage of that can go to rent and other uh, expenses, but I I can't imagine them letting you slash it. Right. But maybe, maybe it is. I mean, maybe I know they put a a lot of um, budget towards this and everybody's saying like, do it right away just in case they have another, situation where they run out of money like they did the first time so So, i mean but here's part of the right but here's part of the problem is that now you're making me think it was not clear i did change it to my 2020 because that's the year we just finished but it didn't say anywhere to put 2019 it didn't so these are the problems and the communication issues that come up with this and it asked it wouldn't allow me to enter the application without documentation proof of what I had. So I had to upload um, my payroll and I had to upload my my revenue from 2019 and 2020. Right. And I know I did something similar the first time and they told me it was unacceptable because what they do is they don't tell you what to show them. But then you show them something and they say, well, that's not acceptable. Say, well, tell me what's acceptable because they don't it doesn't say it just says upload documentation. And like I I did a screenshot of Float Helm for my revenue. And I think I did that last time. And they said, we don't we don't know what this is. You know, like it's just a bunch of numbers on a screen. And I understand that. But then it's, well, what do you need? Tell me what you need. I'll give it to you. They usually need like a like a P&L, a P&L, you know, revenue income statement 
from your accounting software. And here's a plug for a company that I've been using. You know, I used to do all of my own books and it got super complicated when the multiple locations. I can't imagine. Yeah. Well, that's when I wasn't working, right? So now that I'm working again hmm. uh, outside of the float industry, I, I just couldn't do it. But I use a company called Bench, which uh, basically connects to all of your accounts um, automatically. And then they will work with you to spit out the reports that are required by the SBA or the you know, your bank for uh, the PPP. And so it's in even my payroll system, I use Gusto. They have pre-canned reports that pull out all the information on the payroll side and allow you to just upload those. So that that's really what the bank was, was asking for. So yeah, I would definitely call them tomorrow, Drew, and say, hey, I just want to make sure I interpreted this correctly because to me that just doesn't seem right. You know, do you guys agree to use the 2019 or the 2020, 2020 numbers revenue or payroll? I mean, it's going to be. Yeah, I've wanted to interrupt this whole time and just be like, yeah, yeah that can be the <laughs> only answer. Because if it's yeah. like, what is the point of that? That would be the most. And that made insincere. no sense to me. And I, I did. I was looking at those numbers and I thought, well, at one point I, I stopped paying myself. So my right. numbers went down. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't. What you're saying makes sense, but it didn't say that anywhere on there. I I interpreted it to say 2020, and I'm going to call first thing in the morning because... Text me when you have that. Yeah, I will. I will. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah, totally. So I have a question. Going back to the percentage reduction, Mm -hmm. um, year-over-year reduction, Gloria, you had mentioned a 30% reduction for a quarter. Um, I have an email from my accountant uh, on December 30th. Um, he had mentioned a 25% reduction in gross revenue between comparable quarters in 2020 versus two, uh, 2019. And I'm wondering, the 30% is a more recent number. They changed that, right? Uh, you know what? I could be wrong. It could be 25%. Yeah. It's either 25 yeah. or 30. I'm, I'm hoping it's 25, but for some reason I had it in my head of, at 30. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that, I feel like I've heard yeah. 30% more yeah. as well. Um, yeah, but I'm close. looking at this email. We fired these accountants, so this was like literally the day before we <laughs> we fired. Hey, well, bench is pretty awesome. Nice. I have to give them props. Yes, they're, they're yeah. really good. Um, My application today said 25, percent but I also think okay, that's good. one of the things that could change. Like, it did yeah. last time. I mean, things right. changed. Yeah, it, it was infuriating. Lots of for things some. changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, I mean. Never mind. My my accountant thought that we didn't get the first round of PPP. And so he said, you know, based on that, I don't know that you're eligible for the second round either. But we're like, we, we did get it. And um, you are eligible. Should... It's yeah, called uh, round two. We're... <laughs> Yeah, but we're we're on the bubble. I looked my yeah, for your um, income. Actual... Yeah, I get what you're saying. You're yeah, for crushing our income, it. Yeah, which is yeah. great. Which so. is great. You <laughs> yeah. guys, I yeah. have to share this moment of bliss I had today. Can I? Yes. Definitely. So I was checking my bank accounts, which is normally yeah. not, not a moment. I was going to say, All that's right. normally yeah. not. I like how this starts. <laughs> yeah. And I had a deposit from the Department of Revenue. Oh, yeah. Blammo. All right. Yeah. And I'm feeling much Ooh. richer today. $1.87. Oh. Yes. WTF nice. is that. I, you know, I know, right? 
We can't even sing like dollar dollar bills because that's I know one dollar bill it's fractional. It's a fractional dollar. It makes no sense. I'm like, what is this? A test deposit? You know, like something yeah, yeah. you set up an account. They yes. What did we deposit? Five cents. I have no idea what that was for, but you know what? I'm gonna take it as a win. A don't wave in the dark, my friend. Invest that soundly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Oh, drat. Do but we have yeah, any, more, any more PPP content? Any more nuggets? Any uh, more nuggets? I don't think so. I think you know it's. I I think it's breaking news, right? I mean, yeah. we're we're all working with our banks. You know, the one thing again, people don't always realize the PPP is facilitated through banks and mm-hmm. these uh, fintech companies. You know, these financial companies that have popped up and they're all online. There's not like local banks. Mm-hmm. They've done the best job at being prepared to handle the volume and the methodology in which people apply because they're all online, right? right? Mm-hmm. It's the the brick and mortar, old school Funny. hometown banks that have traditionally been, you know, not as nimble, but uh, they've they've stepped up. But yeah, I definitely, you know, recommend you get on this ASAP. Right. Let that. If it, yeah. go ahead, Drew. Yeah, and I just want to follow up with that. The local bank, I think, is great if you have a good relationship with them and. I never really understood what it meant when someone says, oh, my banker, my banker. I'm like, what does that mean? You have a banker. What does a banker do for you? Well, it's about having relationships so that they know you, they know your business, they trust you, they trust that if you come to them for a loan or you're ever in some financial trouble, they see that you work hard, you pay back what you say you pay back, they'll take a risk on you if you ever look to expand Um, there's a lot of great reasons to really get to know your bank. And that's talking with the people when you go inside, that's um, doing things within the community. If um, anyone reaches out and say, hey, would you be part of this, whether it's a charity event or a speaking engagement somewhere, you never know where you bump into the manager for the bank also doing something like that as part of community outreach. And I have found that to be one of the biggest and best relationships that I built last year. And I'm I'm constantly checking in, just like totally treating them like my friends. Hey, how's it going? Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Like always keeping in touch with them. And for me, I do have plans for the future that I want to expand and I may need a business loan someday. And they already see that I'm doing well with my current business. Maybe they're willing to take a risk on some crazy guy with long hair wanting to open up a a float center, (laughs) right? So I just wanted to stress that to people that it's definitely worth, you know, getting to know them somehow, even if it's just chit chatting with them when you go in to do banking. It's, I think, a great relationship to have in the business world. You know, I want to echo this because I have um, so many relationships in my community and nonprofits. And I've got Facebook friends who are people who work at my bank and they cheerlead me. You know, they they share for you. They have small business seminars. I haven't been able to go to a lot of them, but, you know, I just feel supported whether it's real or not, is it doesn't really matter. I just feel supported. And so I completely agree with you on this, Drew. And not only that, I'm going to 
say the same thing for your landlords too, right? Like having a relationship with your landlord where you can call them and they know who you are is huge. I've got two extremes. I've got a company who I rent from who doesn't know who I am. They aren't in state. They own multiple shopping strips and businesses, you know, all over the country. I'm like nothing. I'm a nit. I don't even know how they ended up renting to Float 60, but they did. And, you know, now there's a lot of issues with that location. I have no one to talk to. I have to go through lawyers, right? Whereas conversely, and I'm giving this advice just because if people are looking for spaces, I just gave this advice to my old neighbors who are opening a little business. I'm like, I would never, ever rent from a large corporation again with my size business. I'm not saying it's not for, you know, it's bad for everyone, but for small businesses, having that relationship with the landlord and your bank and having that community support is just a built-in you know, support network financially and from a marketing perspective too, and just emotional support, nothing else, right? So, sorry, I went on a tangent there, but I really feel passionate about that topic. Let's uh, let's put a fork in this one. First episode of 2021. Let's see here. Let's give a couple couple shout outs. Uh, first of all, thanks to my co-hosts. I love seeing you guys. It's been far too long. I do love that uh, behind the scenes, we we actively text each other. It, it is a chain <laughs> of text that doesn't stop. It's pretty delightful to us. I'm sure it'd be just annoying to anybody else, but for us, it's really delightful. We like each other and, uh, but there's nothing like seeing you guys in person. So thank you guys for being here. Thanks to everybody who listens to the show. I hope we are of value to you, especially Gloria's information tonight. Gloria, thank you so much for that, by the way. Um, I love that you've got your finger on the pulse of it. And um, thanks to those supporting us on Patreon, too. Um, you help us, uh, as, as Drew's microphone falls apart, you help us pay to, to replace that. And, <laughs> and uh, he gets a little rough with the microphone in the arm. He's, he's a very <laughs> active podcaster. It's passion. Uh, yeah, it's, it's his unbridled passion. Absolutely. Yeah. He's a passionate, passionate man. What can you say? That or my ADHD. It's one of the two. It's definitely <laughs> the passion. Um, so yeah, anyway, thank you guys for supporting us. There's a bunch of tiers on Patreon with photographs, video, um, athletes tier, all sorts of cool stuff if you want to check that out. Art of the Float, oh, excuse me, patreon.com forward slash Art of the Float. And um, oh, also artofthefloat.pixieset.com if you're not a Patreon subscriber and just want to get a one-off photo, that works as well. Uh, shout out to Kim's business, mindful two L's dot solutions. Yeah. yeah. No, dot com. Yeah, 2021. Yeah. Um, it's a new year. That's my morning meditation is saying your, your web address with, with no faults. Uh, check it out if you want supplemental, uh, social, uh, social media material. And I say supplemental, but I mean, honestly, you can just let her do your social media. Um, that's basically what the float shop is doing. I am working on getting more contact, uh, excuse me, content out there, but it really, I love that. I don't have to stress about it anymore. If I don't have content, if the world is, um, coming at me from all different angles, I know that that content is still coming out. Plus when you're, um, with her, you're also um, in her social media groups, in her Facebook group, and you're getting webinars, all this content is coming out, and she informs you and educates you so that you can be um, more successful with your social media on the things that she can't necessarily do, like doing your Instagram lives and all that stuff. Like, what the heck do you say during an Instagram live? Well, she can help you with that. 
uh, <laughs> let's see here. So yeah, again, mindful two L's dot solutions. Chickity check it out. And uh, until next time. Are you yeah. down with PPPP? <laughs> yeah, you know me. <laughs> yes, we are the best podcast. We just sealed it. We're the best. We'll see. Uh, uh, we're going to take a, a week off after this. We just wanted to get this out there. And then we'll start back up weekly in earnest. We'll see you guys soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>